Okay, so we're up to Vaera uh, Shlishi, chapter 6, verse 29, Perigvav Pasuk Chavtes. So we learned in the previous parsha, we were learning about uh, the lineage of who Moshe and Aaron was. We started off with Reuven and Shimon, and then we went to Levi, and then we went to all the children of Levi. But it's interesting that he tells you all the children of, of Aaron. He talks about the four sons of Aaron. He actually talks even about the grandson. He talks about Pinchas ben Elozer, but he doesn't talk about Moshe's kids. Now we know already Gershom, the Pesach said the Fesh was born to him, and Eliezer was also born to him already, the whole story with the Bris, with the Malach, with, 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 with Hashem coming to him on the way, that was with Eliezer. But the Pesach over here, that happened already before, that happened on his way uh, to Egypt, when he was going to Mitzrayim, when Baisha was first coming to Mitzrayim. So still, we don't find that over here, um, the, that the Torah should mention about Moshe's children. I know we have to look at the Mepharshim and see exactly uh, why that is. It seems like the other ones were counted, uh, Aaron's kids and grandkids were counted, but not Moshe's. Now, Hashem says to Moshe, Ani Hashem. Now, uh, Rashi said already right in the beginning of the Pasha also, when the Pashas of Eir begin with the words, means I am trustworthy. So we'll see in Rashi also who's going to say over here. Now, Hashem says to him, speak to Pari, the king of Egypt. All that I speak to you. So you go and speak it to Pari. So, by Daber Hashem, Zotrashi, who had dibur atzmai ha'omur lamailo? This is actually the same speech, the same words uh, that the Torah said before in Posikud Aleph, in the beginning, before he started counting, it says that Hashem spoke to Moshe in Mitzrayim already, when Moshe was in Mitzrayim already, uh, it says that Hashem spoke to Moshe, that in Posikud Aleph. So this is not again Hashem speaking to Moshe. That is the same same talk. Boy, daber al parim elch mitzrayim. Over there, he tells him, "Go, come, and speak to parim elch mitzrayim." But el matech shehivsiko inyan. But because he interrupted uh, the uh, this this topic by uh, in order kideliyachsam in order to tell you the lineage, chazer inyan all of lahaschil boy. So he repeats again this uh, matter uh, on it to begin with it. Yeah, what do you want to say? Go. Now, the only thing is, there are some changes, like in, in, over there in Pasuk Yudalaf, it doesn't say Ani Hashem. Over here it says Ani Hashem. But there's some things that are filled in that are not written over there, and they're written over here. And maybe the other way around too, to compare the verses. Ani Hashem, Zakhtarashi, what does it mean Ani Hashem? Kidai ani I am worthy to send you ulakayim divresh lichusi, and to fulfill the words of my uh, mission. In other words, the words ani Hashem represent I am God, I am trustworthy, and I have the power to send you and to fulfill. That's the expression when we say ani Hashem. Just like she says, sometimes for the good, sometimes for punishment. It says, look. I am God, I am Hashem, I have the abilities.
Pasuk Lamed, Vayemer Moshe Lifnei Hashem. So Moshe says before Hashem, Heinani Aral Sfosayim, Veich Yishmael Lai Parik. Behold, I am closed lips. So how will Parik listen to me? So here too Rashi says, Vayemer Moshe Lifnei Hashem, He Ha Amidosh Amor Lamailo. That is also the same saying, just like Hashem saying to him was repeated, this is also the same saying that Moshe responded to Hashem previously. That was in Pasuket Beis, and he says, This was the Kavachaymer, if the Yidin didn't listen to me, how is Paragon to listen to me? So again, and the Pasuk says, over there. The last words in that Pasuk over there. And the Eich Yishmai the same thing again. But the Shona Akosif Khan, again, the Pasuk repeats it over here. Again, Kivan Shehiv Sikoinyan, since he interrupted the subject, Bekachi uh, and likewise is the uh, the customary um, uh, way of people speaking, like a person that says, let's go back and let's return to the earlier topic, and you go back and you repeat the earlier topic. So I guess what Rashi is adding here of, of, of what he said before, because before it was just Hashem saying. So maybe Rashi just said it's a, it's a re- repetition to begin. But over here, we're not just saying what Hashem says, we're going through all the details. So it becomes a little bit more difficult to understand why would he go ahead and say all the details again. And that's what Rashi says, that this is the whole thing is Nachzer al Hashem says to Moshe, See, I have made you a alikim, like a god. What does it mean that like a god? That I shall say that it means like a master to pare, lefare. And Aaron will be your uh, interpreter. Uh, he will speak for you. So he, you will be the one that has control over pare. You will be the judge and the chastiser. You will uh, that would be Moshe. I'm saying that Moshe will be the one who will be the one that is going to be in control and in charge to judge and to beat up and to, to chastise the with plagues and with torments. That will be Moshe's job. But he is the one that has control. But Aaron will be the Navi. What is the Kitar Gumoi, as the Targum says, Mitur Gimonach. That means your interpreter. What does it mean he'll be the interpreter? So Rashi says, really, this is the meaning of a Navi. When we say a Navi, a prophet. What does a prophet do? Every time when we say the language of prophecy, A person who publicly announces and lets people know words of rebuke is called a Novi. Because Novi means he, a translator, he brings out the, the message. And it comes from the root of which means I created the speech of the lips. Or Yanuf Chachma speaks wisdom. So Yonav is also the notion of speaking, articulating. By Yichal means Nabis, or the, and Shmuel finished prophesizing in the Shmuel. 
or Matif. Uh, it's like an advocate, somebody who, so Nevi'echo is somebody who can uh, articulate and translate and to bring about uh, somebody else's message to to another person. You know, that you give a message to bring over. Pasuk base. Ato sedaber es kol You speak once, the Rosh said, you speak what I tell you. Ba'aron achicho yidaber el parei, and Aaron, your brother, will speak to parei. And he will send out uh, that he should send out the Bnei Yisrael from his land. So you speak, Rashi is going to say, you speak once, and Aaron will will speak, will make sure that they, that uh, um, he will speak it to Pari. So Rashi, what does that mean? You only speak once. As you heard it from me. You just give the shlichs as you heard it from me. Ba'ar nechicha, Hashem is saying to, to, to Moshe, you just give over to what you heard it from me. Ba'ar nechicha, and Aaron, your brother, yamlitzenu, v'yatimenu, he will uh, interpret it, and he will explain it, ba'oznei pare, the ears of pare, make him understand. You just give over, you do the message, you're the one in charge, and he will explain it. Now we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was... Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to uh, do the job for the So the he said, Kichvad Peh, Uchvad Loshin. That he's a heavy mouth and a heavy tongue. What's heavy mean? Heavy means he's hard on speaking. It's difficult to speak. But this time already, now this time after he tried with, with Bnei Yisrael, now he said, right? Now he said, I'm stuffed lips, like he can't talk at all. It's more than just chvad peh, chvad loshen. Now he's saying aral. Aral means like somebody who's totally stuffed. Yeah, what do you want to say? But I thought he was just like, was he, he was able to talk, he just had a lisp. Um, yeah, but probably, Why again, I don't know, but probably, I guess probably it's, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's so much physical, but it's also like a metaphor, you know, closed lips, you know, I can't express myself or I can't talk well. Things like that. It may not mean in the um, in the very physical thing that he couldn't speak, you know. Um, but I just wanted to point out that there's a chilik now. Before it says kvat perchvat loshin, now it says aral spasayim. And what something happened in between? Uh, uh, so he says, hey, after the kavachaymer, like he was repeating in both places, he says the words vani aral spasayim. So like before the pasuk said, because he didn't listen to him. To me, and uh, last time, the Eibushter also told him that uh, Aaron is going to help him. Yeah, but one of the before there was another concern mainly of Moshe. Moshe was also concerned he didn't want to offend Aaron because Aaron was the older brother. So as Rashi brought down before, he thought that Aaron would be offended. So that's why he was trying to get out of the shlichus. Because Aaron was known as the Navi, he was the messenger, he spoke to Hashem, Rashi brought several psukim, that Aaron was basically the Machar over there, he was his oldest brother. Now, Moshe of Zadon is going to come and going to be the uh, the new uh, the new person. So that's why he was concerned. So when Hashem said, well, you go together for someone, Bilebecha, he was happy. But now, once again, at this time, the Ebrister is telling him also more, uh, also that he's going to... Um, the, the talking, the, the, the job, the, 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 the you know the, the, the 
outside is going to be pottery, uh, is going to be iron. But Moshe is going to be the one that has the control. But later, let's go back to Pasuk Gimel. I'm going to harden Pari's heart. And I will increase my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. So Hashem says that He's going to harden His heart so He's going to increase. So in other words, not regular, but He says, I'm going to harden, then I'm going to increase. So it's a little bit difficult to understand. If Hashem is going to harden His heart, Hashem is going to do it. In other words, it's going to be in not in a natural way. It's not like sometimes you do certain things you know, a person, you know, at his level he's doing these things, he's a bad person but sometimes the person himself wouldn't do that, it's only like something you know, something pushed him, something outside Shem is basically saying, I'm going to harden his heart, I'm not going to allow him to let them go, but actually Pari, I'm going to harden his heart and then I'm going to make a lot of uh, signs and a lot of uh, wonders in the land of Egypt why, um, but if, if, if Hashem is doing that, so Rashi explains like this. Since he behaved uh, wickedly and defied me. In other words, in the beginning, Paroi defied Hashem. That he did on his own. He was supposed to rush on his own. I mean, he had, I mean, Paroi, people that are punished, to a certain extent, they also have Bechira to do. Uh, to a certain extent, uh, they have bechira to do something, and they get punished for what they do. But he was evil, and he defied Hashem. So the Golu lefonai, and I know full well that there is no delight uh, amongst. Uh, the the Goyish people, those who worship of Avodah losses lev shalom loshuf to give a heart to return. In other words, they they don't really, in the end of the day, to really repent, you know, for the bad things they did. So therefore, toivli. So in other words, he was predisposed already in his own nature that they weren't going almost oil of Avodah They don't really do tshuva at the end. So so it is better for me that his heart is hard, is that his heart that his heart becomes heavy. So uh so that I will increase my signs and my wonders. So you will be able, the Jewish people uh, will recognize. Hashem's great deeds. So Hashem, they will recognize Hashem's strong hand. So, so basically, there's two things. Why does Hashem want him to harden his heart? So why does Hashem want that? So Rashi says, the reason is, to be harden The guy himself, even if David didn't harden his heart, is not really going to do tshuva in his ends. Golui, fun of she'en achasruch, lost his life, sholim. They're not going to really do tshuva in the end. Hashem knows that. So therefore, he should be a little bit lenient. You know, he let them go even. Even if he lets them go, he's not really going to do tshuva the right way. So Hashem says, you know what? I'd rather not do tshuva at all. I'd rather harden his heart. At least I can give him a good beating 
so that the Bnei Yisrael will learn from that. This is likewise, this is the, and so is the measure of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not just with Pari. It's the measure of HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that. Maybe Puranus Alumis Avidavidazara. He brings punishment on the nations who worship with the Zara, yeah? Why did Hashem have to bring goals and Shem in the first place? Well, Hashem made it up with Avram, Bibris, Ben Absorim in order to prepare them to become the nation. And so there is there is the Nizdike, the outer reason, then there's Pnimizdike reasons. In the reasons, according to the Kabbalah, in the hidden parts, there were sparks in Mitzrayim that he didn't have to take out, and through David the Kosher. You know, the Kabbalah, Yosef, went and he gave Zerah to the Egyptians. He was Mamshik to them, Chayes to the Klippas. Like Avram gave for Meir Shekel, Ephraim, Eivir Lasoicher. Sometimes when Yidin give things to Goyim, and they give them, they give them a Yenike, they give them a nourishment from the Kedusha. From the, from the Shviras HaKelim, the Kabbalah speaks about there were sparks that were in Mitzrayim. The Yidin had to serve there and had to be subjugated under the Egyptians so they can later eventually pull out all those slaves. That would be in the lowest Madrigi. But that's in a more Why hidden did way. But in a, in a, to Pari? Why did Hashem have to make Pari so like bad and everything? No, but Pari, you see, was an evil person on his own. I mean, before Hashem, you see that it... Pari. Well, Who controls pie. Yeah, that's that's true. That's why I said, but even Goyim have a certain amount of Bechira, of freedom of choice to do the right thing and the wrong thing. So Goyim are not just, you know, even though they have, they're not, they're not uh, permitted, they're not forced to do what they do. So if they do evil things, uh, they still have to pay a price for that, they, because they, they choose their way. They're, it's not at the same level like Bayidin, but it's still at a certain level. So, um, this is part of the punishment. Let's see what we see over here. So Rashi says that Hashem brings punishment on the nations who worship with the Zorah, so that the Jews will hear and they will be afraid. Shunemar, as it says in Tzifanya, Perigim Pasigvov, over there it says, Hikarti goyim noshamu pinesom vigoyman. Uh, I've cut off nations, their towers have become desolate, meaning destroyed. Shom Zayin. And then the Pasuk says there in Pasuk Zayin, I said that what? Surely you will fear me. You will accept reproof. You know, accept reproof for that because when you see all the destruction. So flashy, so still, so what does the Pasuk say about Ni Aksha? Hashem makes hard. So eventually, Hashem makes hard. But Ba'afo Pikein, so flashy, Bechomis Makesh HaRishonis, and the first five plagues, Lo'inemar Ba'ichazik Hashem Aslei Pare. It doesn't say that Hashem hardened Pare's heart by the first Makesh. Elo Ba'yechazak Leif Pare, that his heart was hardened by himself. Despite the fact that Hashem says, If I Ni Aksha, I'm going to harden, he didn't have to come out to Hashem's heart. He hardened his heart himself. What it means is hardened his heart himself means the natural way, the way he behaved that was hard, that he hardened his heart. And this is an addition later on to the other five makis. But Hashem already also mentioned before, even by the sneh, Hashem says, but here, it's more specifically, he's going to harden his heart. 
Posting down. Pari will not listen to you. And I will place my hand in Egypt. And I will take out my my legions, that's the armies, as Ami B'nei Yisrael, my people, the sons of Israel, Eretz Mitzrayim, from the land of Egypt, Bishvotim Gedoilim, with great judgments, he'll do great judgments against the enemies. What does great judgments mean? That the Abishter judges them and punishes them. The Yodu Mitzrayim Kani Hashem. And the Egyptians will know that I am Hashem. In Chassidus, it talks about that they knew just Alikim. The Avedah was to oh, teach yeah. the Mitzrayim that I am Hashem, that the level of Hashem. Ahai and Alikim. Okay, because Pari said, Lo Yedaiti is Hashem. It says he knows that the Likim Shlain Yad Hashem Pari all about the Likim, but not the Mitzrayim. Can he Hashem? Bin Toisias Yodi Al Mitzrayim. When I stretch forth my hand over Egypt, by Tzaisis Neisrael Metoychom, and I will take out the Neisrael from amongst them. Uh, what does it mean? As Yodi, my hand. What do you mean Toisis Yodi when I stretch my hand? My real hand to beat up in them. What does this mean? Rashi says here, Yad Mamish. It doesn't mean a physical hand, Mamish. Rashi means to exclude. What is Rashi emphasizing? Yad Mamish, Lahakizbahem. To beat up on them. And what is, it, what is the Chiddush over here? Uh, you, can really, you can learn it. Metaphorically, Benetoisius Yodi to teach them uh, a lesson. Rashi says they're going to actually, the hand is going to beat up on them. They're going to actually get the makas. But what's the emphasis over here? And we, we're going to see in a minute that it means Benetoisius Yodi. I mean, there's some clarification that Rashi would be helpful. Let's go right there. Pasukvon. Yas Moshev Arin, and Moshev Arin did Kashutsiva Hashem Oisum Kain Osu. Like Hashem commanded them, so they did. Moshe ben Shmeinim Shana, and Moshe was 80 years old. Aaron ben Sholish Shmeinim Shana, and Aaron was 83 years old. He was three years older than Moshe. Shoin Shana, but Davram al when they spoke to Pharaoh.